Blog Talk Radio. Chilling with dear around the wall and thing like that. This year, you gal, this year, the queen quit head from the body. The Gully Geechee Nation, so glad that Hunter Chilling to tune in one more again. The Gully Geechee Rhythm Radio Station, where we're the key upliftment to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. And this year, dear, this year, we last broadcast for 2018 for Oman Month. Glad that all the Oman and thing what they out there and listen to we all Oman and thing like that. That is so glad for all the Hunter Chillin', but don't never stop celebrating who Hunter done and thing like that. Hunter have to be on strong Oman and thing like that. Hunter the natural, he the healer, and all these other rest of kind of thing for the rest of the world. Your wife was mother. You understand? So Hunter have to manifest these things what supposed to be you. So that Hunter rule in this your world. And praise God for that rule, yeah? So. We want to take a moment of silence this evening. We going to dedicate the whole program to Planet Oman, what I'm pass over into the realm of the ancestors when we're going to crack my teeth out this evening. So we going to take a moment of silence this your time for all the ancestors who name we not know tall tall. Not because we ain't walk all of them. We just ain't know who it is. We'll be out there in the middle passage. Did it in the water and things like that. Well, I'm going to call it Lanik. His soul never give a fully rest. But we want you to know, because of honor, be the blessed. So let me take a moment of silence. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. But this year, you never so glad if I had a chance to be back on the air and thing like that with honor children and thing like that. We thank God for all of honor. We probably won't understand last Monday. If we ain't been at I tune in and thing like that, yeah, did nothing and thing like that. Like we always let you know, this year the gonna get you volunteer month, March, you know, and thing like that. And we still did pun save the Sea Island tour. So me and first we did ya. And then up the road a piece last Monday evening, that how come I ain't been pun the air. But we write you for close out this year month and get ready for make sure honey children ready for spring into the next thing with a claim. Uh, so, before we go forward, we need for Gwine back. If one ain't know where one is different, one can't know where one is Gwine. Sankofa. So this evening, we pray for this broadcast going, help one chill on Ochona, 
for go back and fetch it. Is that what they're saying, some island? Now, that's how them say in backyard. But we're going to Trini and Tobago this year week. Yeah, we going to do it for the second Heal International TNT Heal Rice Symposium started by Dr. Francis Morian, who is an ethnobotanist. So we go and date it with plenty of we sisters and things down there. And I'm so glad for that. But we have one chance to be with the sisters for Oman Month going out down yonder too. And all of this year part of the international decade of people of African descent. So all these movements for recognize who we are as people of African descent in the having dry long so tall tall. Even because people been a fight. Plenty of them have been the leaders in Egypt fighting things like that. That they Oman. Even though they don't hardly get no recognition to how tall and things like that. So for make sure all the hundred children with the yeti made the seed, gonna stand with me to crack my teeth bout and things like that. I ain't gonna crack them now. The rest are weird that most of my listeners and things, the hundreds of thousands of hundred children with the outchona, the yeti this your program and things like that. Whether you got them dear down on your iTunes or dear down on your social media or dear down because you did a blog talk radio dot com slash Gullagichi the Yeti we we want you for stand. So because of that fact that I have listeners around the world, I want you to really understand that there have been major battles for people's rights over generations. And so we have a lot of things in his story written down that exclude her from the story. And so we always want to sort of help to add the pages to the books that somehow drop those pages out on the print and press floor and they never get into the story. Or when it's those documentaries and films, you know, they said it left that part on the cutting room floor. Well, I found over the years as a writer and a reader that there are many people that write things in his story. They leave out her story. And so every year we celebrate women during Women's Her Story Month. But we celebrate women in the Gullah Geechee Nation all the time. Anybody with good sense does anyway. I'll put it like that. If your mama had raised you right, you would all the time. And so for women to be the type to be celebrated, you must carry yourself in a ladylike fashion. Because, see, you can be a woman just by virtue of biology and growing up past puberty. But that does not then make you a lady. So to be celebrated, as much as people say we celebrate women, a lot of times the error is in we didn't celebrate enough ladyhood. We also did not celebrate the warrior rest quality, ladies. People tend to juxtapose being a lady to being a warrior. And I'm going to lay that out for you. They often think of when you say being a lady that it only means going and getting hair done, nails done, and wearing certain items that would make your figure stand out in some type of way. Now, a warrioress can do all of the above very easily, very simply, but she also has a mission that she is fighting for daily. It's not about just looking cute for other people. If she dresses up or she adorns herself certain ways, she styles herself certain ways, it's not so much for to catch somebody else's eye. It is as much as it is her pride from within that's showing on the exterior. And that's what makes her know that her temple at all times should be clean and decent and in order. It has very little to do with what someone else might think is important, or what someone else's eye finds appealing, as much as it has everything to do with her inner being and the beauty that she has therein, the focus and centeredness that she has therein, aim that she must have. Any warrioress has to have an aim. 
sharp aim, a directed aim, a purposeful aim for her to actually win what it is she's fighting for. This part gets left out of the story during Women's Search Story Month very often because we're either looking to a lot of people just showing aggression, hostility, arguing. Women can argue just because they feel like doing it. Anybody can. But what's the purpose? So people who are wise don't expend their energy in argument. They expend their energy in vision and fulfilling it. So they find very quickly that arguing is a loss of energy. And then if you have no energy, how can you fight for yourself, your children, your family, your community, your people? So what often happens is people label women as emotional. All human beings are emotional. It's just a matter in which and how they show their emotions, or some people try to hide their emotions. And as a result of what has been happening in the world, you have a lot of females feeling more like, well, I need to be hard like dudes. You've got a lot of dudes saying, well, the only reason I'm acting hard is because when I actually showed that I had emotion, then somebody called me a woman or worse. Y'all know these other terms that are used that are vulgar. So we have a situation where all of that is orchestrated confusion, devised to divide, devised to divide, so that women and men will stay in opposition and there will be confusion within each one of those individuals because passion-filled people are the ones who then go after something person with no passion, emotionless people don't have passion. Passion is emotional. It's attached with emotion. you got to put energy in that. So if everything is fine with you, no matter which way the wind blows, as my mother likes to say, then that's your business. But you need to know that you're not going to accomplish much then while you're here. So what I've witnessed what I've heard, what I've read of these women that I mentioned to you tonight are women who have focus, vision, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And that's why they left such an outstanding legacy for their people. And there's power in knowing their story our story. Many people have been unaware of the various folks that I mention on this show. And for years during Women's Her Story Month, I've mentioned people that some said, oh, I heard of her, but I didn't know all that. I heard of her and had no idea she had done all of that. I heard of her. I didn't know she was Gullah So tonight I want to go all the way back to antiquity and bring you forward into our human rights movement today. Because if Honana know where Honana is from, Honana know where Honana is I more often not get asked where did the terms Gullah and Geechee come from? And many of you have heard me answer in regard to Gullah. It comes from two different places, Angola and Gola, G-O-L-A, and both from two different places in the motherland. Angola being the country's name that we know it today, and Gola people coming from around the Windward Coast region of West Africa. Now, one of honor as an ancestor here in the Gullah Geechee Nation because she was from Angola is Queen, some say Anna, but we just say Queen Nzinga because the Anna name came from some of the latter years of her story. And if you want to know more about her, you can go into the archives of Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. I've done a few broadcasts about Queen Nzinga. 
she was one of the greatest rulers that ever existed in the motherland. She was born roughly around 1580, so you're talking about 100 years prior to the settling of what is now the Gullah Geechee Nation, okay? 100 years prior to people landing in Carolina or Chicora, renaming it Carolina and renaming an area of it Charlestown, roughly, almost, 90 years, okay? Now, she passed away in 1663. Her fight in her lifetime was against enslavement, against what became the transatlantic slave trade, and against the European dominance in her country. She was very well known and has been written of as a diplomat and a visionary military leader. Most of the time when you first hear of her, it's as a military leader because people are often shocked to learn that there was a queen who was a military leader, a queen that fought. And Africa, even if you go to Africa, you can ask people if they've heard of her, and you might get kind of sideways looks in different countries. She was a skilled negotiator. Part of her negotiations, no doubt, is what ended up with her getting a name that kind of appealed to the Portuguese that she had to deal with at the time, that Anne, Anna name. She was actually born as Angola Kiluani. Ki Samba and Ndongo, which is where the Mbundu speaking people are in southeastern Africa. So here it is that we're talking about the southeast being led by a queen, being led by strategists, being led by someone with vision, direction, focus, a warrior rest. She became one of the most powerful leaders that they ever had, and she had to fight against the men who were around who were allowing people to get traded as as slaves to others. So here it is that even when her brother tried to take the throne, her his sister was more powerful than he was. She ended up in a place called Matamba, and she ruled even from there. She negotiated. She was able to restore peace in her country. She was able to do a number of things that the men were unable to do. And once again, I encourage you, Go find out more about her, and especially in the broadcast that I've done specifically about her life and times. Now, I want to take the journey further into our story. And I want to stay on that thread about Angola and these links to the Gullah Geechee Nation just a little bit. Because here it is that many of the first Africans kidnapped directly from the continent and brought to these sea islands were from Angola, including Gullah Jack, who is in our Gullah Geechee Hall of Fame as a leader, as a healer, as someone who helped with the Denmark Vesey uprising. Well, interestingly enough, Gullah Jack was kidnapped and then sold and ended up in the Florida portion of what is now the Gullah Geechee Nation. He came in just below the southern boundary of Jacksonville, Florida. He ended up on a plantation that was owned by a man named Zephaniah Kingsley. Zephaniah Kingsley's plantation is now a national park site. This had a direct link to someone who was on our initial Wisdom Circle Council of Elders representing Florida, and that is the beach lady, Marvine 
Betch, God bless the dead, who was born on January the 13th, 1935, Jacksonville, Florida. She was then raised by her mom and dad, Mary and John Betch, and her great-grandfather, Abraham Lincoln Lewis, who founded the American Beach, which is where we'll have Gullah Geechee Family Day this year at the end of July. And she also became an opera diva. The Beach Lady is our opera singer. She was world-renowned. She had been educated at Oberlin Conservatory of Music in Ohio because her family was what one would call the upper crust. Many of you know her sister, Jonetta, we call her Madam President or Mrs. President because she has been the president of numerous HBCUs. She's also worked with the Smithsonian, the African Museum of Art, with the Smithsonian, Washington, D.C. Well, with the Beach Lady, after she got her bachelor's degree in 1955, so we're talking about look how many hundred years after the birth of Nzinga. She moved to Europe. So now where we're talking about Nzinga and those fighting the Europeans from coming into their country and then dragging people from their countries in the motherland to North America, here we have now the birth of one of ours on North America's soil going to Europe. She went to Europe and sang opera for 10 years, 10 years. But then she came back home. She came back home with a million dollars that she made singing opera and gave away the lion's share of it to causes for the environment. She became an environmentalist and an environmental justice advocate and a member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and a leader and a historian in her own right. She's a powerful woman, someone that truly was a friend to me. Beach Lady stood proudly at all times at American Beach to let you know not only her family story, but also what it is that you could do to help heal the world, to heal the environment around you. She could tell you the stories of her life, her grandpa's life, great-grandpa's life. She honored her family at all times through all of the things she had to say. And she never had a problem with giving honor where honor was due a true leader. She wanted to protect not only the wildlife, but the life of her own people. And that is why she was one of the visionaries that was part of our original Wisdom Circle Council of Elders. She was here through the civil rights movement and a participant in it. She is still part of our hearts and our journey in the environmental movement and in the human rights movement here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Another person who was one of our initial Assembly of Representatives members, who was a civil rights leader and visionary, was a little further up the coast in South Kakalaki. The place for Hona Chilla and Speck for Yeti people are cracking teeth like a dish and thing like that. But I never yeti she do. The place where most people come to thinking they should hear Gullah is Charleston, South Carolina. Yes, Sullivan's Island is that place in Charleston where those Angolans and 40% of all other Africans enslaved in North America came through. So quite naturally, if you're looking for culture and you're looking to hear the Gullah Geechee language, it makes sense, it stands to reason, you would stand up at the shoreline of Sullivan's Island, maybe before you would stand up at the shores of Amelia Island, where American Beach is. 
And you would find that in Charleston there are those who've been standing for us from the time that Gullah Jack somehow made his way up the coast from Florida doing an uprising and an upheaval. He made his way somehow and ended up in Charleston himself and became part of the Denmark Vissy uprising. Well, that spirit of fight never died in Charleston. So we had many women stand up through the eras of time, including those who marched for the unions that wanted to get unions. The hospital strike in Charleston is very well known. We had a lot of women that led that, including Miss Moultrie, who I got to meet and put the marker up in honor of them. But here was someone who, to me, is still unsung in many ways. And she was someone that I loved talking to about the various meetings she would have in terms of the planning and the work she did alongside Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And that is Miss Ernestine Tobias Felder, God bless the dead. When Miss Ernestine passed, she was 93 years old. She had been an activist throughout the majority of her life. She understood very well the intricacies of the civil rights movement, and that is why we move forward into the human rights movement. She was right there to stand with us. She, when she worked with Dr. Martin Luther King, she had been a secretary for the NAACP. She was a proud woman. She was a strong woman. She was a woman that she stated, Dr. King even told her, wow, I can look at you and see you can't come with us in the field because when that blood in you start running hot, we're going to have a problem. So she worked behind the scenes. You won't necessarily see her depicted out front in many of the photographs in the civil rights movement, even those in Charleston, the few that there are, but she will never be forgotten by any of us. She deserves to be honored because she stood up as a warrioress with vision, her vision, the beach lady's vision, and Zynga's vision was always about freedom, keeping their people free, and blessing them on the journey. So here it is that with these three women, they are pillars of our ancestry and our foremothers in the Gullah Geechee Nation. But we're blessed that we still have people that are yet alive in the Gullah Geechee Nation, still fighting for the human rights of our people. People like Sister Jean down in Florida as part of the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Committee of Northeast Florida, along with our representative, Glenda Simmons Jenkins, that stand up and speak out and go to meetings and rally the people together and work to educate people that they even are Gullah Geechee down in Florida because so many of them were misled to believe that they are not Gullah Geechee, but that all the Gullah Geechees were their kinfolk that were somehow still up in Carolina. They didn't realize the journeys that many of our ancestors took down the St. John's River and ended up in Florida. And then later when people could get on a gray dog or they could get in a car, they could take the train, they ended up down at the ports, not only in Jacksonville but at Amelia Island. And many of those women are the ones who sold the nets that became the things that trolled out there in them same waters where many of our ancestors were thrown overboard. Their beach lady would tell us you could feel their spirits. You could see them walking around at night as she slept out underneath the stars there on the beach. But how you could also be healed by having your body buried in none of the sand dune that was dedicated in honor of her family and her legacy and the healing power that she wanted us to always have and to never forget was here in our land in the Gullah Geechee Nation. So here it is that we have folks like Anita Collins, who is there in coastal Georgia, who is from Brunswick, a native of Brunswick, that continues to fight on and lead on and continues to educate children 
in the schools and has all of this historical legacy of marching and, and protesting from the civil rights times up to now and can make the correlations and the connections for people between civil rights and human rights and the journey of Gullah Geechee's and the historic preservation versus the continuation of cultural heritage. She's still yet a representative for the Gullah Geechee Nation. Then you come into South Carolina, where we have visionaries such as Elder Carleytown, who started the Gullah Geechee People Foundation that has evolved into our 501c3 for the Gullah Geechee Nation, the Gullah Geechee Angel Network, who was always working shoulder to shoulder along with Lisa Wineglass-Smalls, who was also on one of our first members of the Wisdom Circle Council of Elders, who have also lived through many of these things that I've talked about tonight right there in their hometown, Charleston, South Kakalaki, at the hike, Union Heights. Not only seeing what happens when people try to take your civil rights and your stomp on your human rights, but also then when they try to poison and pollute you out of your community through all sorts of environmental injustices. And to come forth from that with family members that are ill, that family members that have died from these things, and to say in honor of them we have to continue to fight against this, to honor our children and our children's children, we have to do something that will make this environment better for the future generations. And so here they are serving as part of the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank to this day, when they could just as soon say, look, at my age, I'm ready to kick back. I'm going to retire. I'm going to take the back seat. Y'all young churn, go head on. See, and that's the difference. There's too many young children trying to go out front with no kind of communication with your elders, your elders of the community, not the elderly. Not the old. I said the elders. The elders of your community should be people of knowledge, not just people because they have gray hair. They should be imparting wisdom unto you. The counsel, wise people seek counsel, and they are monks, wise counselors at all times. So here it is that our wisdom circle, Council of Elders, serves that purpose. They advise not only myself, but our assembly of representatives. And when we assemble to represent, we come forward to represent our people, our legacy, our history, our culture, in spite of anyone who would try to deny us the right to do so, like was done with yet another person, Galaki, that wasn't living there at the time. That's why most people don't realize that her roots are right here in coastal North Carolina, but that is Sister Sada Shakur, who most people know of her because of her work during the Black Power Movement that got her exiled even unto this moment onto another island in Cuba. So here we have a case where it's not a situation where transatlantic slave trade brings someone across and drops them in the islands that sit there off of our coast and south of us many times in the Gullah Geechee Nation and then leave them and then drop another set here at a place like Sullivan's Island. No, in fact, or throw them overboard and some their bodies just sweep up upon the shorelines of, of Amelia Island. And no, this is a situation where for exile, just like our ancestors did during those times of upheaval in the 1700s and then later in the 1800s, there were many Gullah Geechee women that escaped this coastline. They ran from being in bondage and enslavement and made their way to different islands like Andros Island and things like that there. That's why you'll hear some people there sound a little bit like we or they'll say, well, don't understand everything that y'all say, but you sound like the people from the family islands, meaning those islands of what's now called the Bahamas. Well, there's also those Gullah Geechis that speak Spanish that ended up in Cuba. We have birth certificates for some. And here it is that so many generations later, where is that place that provided solace once again to one of ours that was leaving in upheaval, leaving because they were warriors, they're leaving because they were in a fight for the rights of everyone else, but somehow this system that had been established was one that said any of these Negroes that will uprise, we need to put them 
down, and we need to do it in a way that is so forceful and visible, the rest won't rise up. And so when she did what she had to do and escape from prison because of an unjust charge, she found herself in Cuba and is still there. Sister Sada, we send you love, peace, and blessings there and safety. So here it is that you have a whole series of women with this power-filled DNA that has spoken to them the same thing, freedom. The drum beat has never stopped in their hearts, their souls, nor their minds. They have left us a power-filled legacy. They the one walanwi, huidavi. So we hold upon huida, right And so when we speak today about this tour I'm on, saving the sea island, part of the things I get asked on the journey is what's the greatest threat? I was asked that Friday night at the South Carolina State Library, and I want to thank everybody that came out that night. It was a wonderful, wonderful evening. Powerful people, positive people, a great way to spend the Friday evening for sure, and very supportive of our movement and our journey to keep our culture and traditions alive. I thank them for that opportunity and look forward to more things happening in the Midlands related to Gullah Geechee culture. Well, here it is. I was asked. What is the greatest threat to Gullah Geechee culture? I've heard that question many, many times over the almost 40 years that I've been doing this work. And at this juncture, as I explain them, it's still the same. It's ignorance. It's the lack of knowledge. People not realizing that Gullah Geechee's are a distinct ethnic group with its own historical legacy and cultural heritage, including language, food ways, traditions, and part of those traditions is fighting to hold on to land ownership. And the land ownership and displacement of our people is a central theme to the Shadows of Gullah Geechee exhibit that's touring and is currently still on display for the next few days at the South Carolina State Library. I believe it closes on April 1st. And April 1st is the anniversary of when I first went to the United Nations in Geneva, Switzerland, to speak out on behalf of my people, against the human rights violations that had taken place over all of this time from the transatlantic slave trade up to that moment in time. From that day forward, I have never stopped speaking about it or writing about it. 365 days of the year, I speak about it or I write something about it. There's not a day that I don't pray, meditate for my people but after prayer and meditation, you must get up and act upon that which you prayed for. Fight for it. Work for it. Have a vision and act the vision. Carry it out with laser focus. You must have that ability that Nzinga had. You must have that ability that the beach lady had. You must have that ability that Ernestine Tobias Felder had. You must have that ability that Asada Shakur has. You must have that ability that our Wisdom Circle Council of Elders has. You must have that ability that our Assembly of Representatives for the Gullah Geechee Nation has to be focused on a mission that God gave us. We be Gullah Geechee anointed people, that even if someone else says to you, then I'll stand tall, tall, when I'm going to crack your teeth like this, and thing like that, that honey can look on all the rest of people that know that they're not cracking one, that honey ain't cracking one, and thing like that, because honey got it right for crack on the teeth to record and make them for honey to do. And so you have to know within your spirit and act accordingly. Carry yourself as the warrioress lady that you must need be in terms of carrying out the vision that it was in your spirit and your soul. And that is how you have the continuation of community. That is how you have the continuation of family. That is how you have the continuation of culture. Notice the word continuation, it starts with a C. It has nothing to do with confusion. Remember, I set the tone at the beginning. People who are just busy in themselves to look like you're busy for social media, that's a bunch of confusion. You need to center yourself. Again, another C word. Center yourself so that you can align your energy with the Spirit of God. Let God speak into your soul. What is your purpose? 
What is your mission? Not look around at what somebody else is doing and think, oh, because they're getting paid. Let me try to do that because that is not your mission. Your mission is what you were created and called to do. These women I've spoken about tonight recognized that, realized it, and put everything they had physically, emotionally, passionately, and financially, intellectually, into their laser focus of their vision and purpose. Because of the trails they blazed, we can walk freely through areas where we couldn't before. We walk into doors without anybody wondering why did you come through that when the other one was made for you. This is the situation we are yet in with human rights, recognizing who we be, holding upon this year legacy. So, Gal Chillin' with the Alchona, don't just grind forward for the old man. Make sure Hona a lady. And make sure Hona be a lady for God's fight fighting Hona Chillin'. Fight for something. Or Hona lay down for everything and for everybody. So, make sure you're not shame Hona Mama and things like that. Rather, what's we for Mama them? We're going to grind through things because all the rest of people make them so. Be who God make on for me. You get me? Make on who God make you for me. So now, this journey goes way beyond civil rights. We are at this moment of time where many others are starting to recognize there is a shift to human rights. And we as the mothers have to center ourselves individually so that you can be attuned to Mother Earth, hear her crying, notice her throwing things off by water, by wind, and by fire that are harming her. Know that we have to manifest in Earth the healing that is needed at this time. These women that have been here before me and with me over these time frames, their spirits speak to me often, and I can recall many a conversation. And that helps me to keep my vision clear as we continue to go forth in our journey in human rights. And so part of me continuing this journey of human rights will be to continue the places and the spaces that I'll be going hosting one more group that will be here tomorrow. They've arrived already, but they will be with me tomorrow on the Gullah Root Experience Tour, one more youth group that says that they use videos from Gullah Geechee TV and their restorative justice classes. So I'm looking forward to yet in with Anchilla and Gafasi and things like that. They've made the journey from Washington, D.C. here to the Sea Islands just so that the youth can have an opportunity to engage with me before I set off to Trinidad and Tobago for the TNT Hill Rice Symposium. So I hope there's some of the family down there. And TNT, you're ready for greet me and things like that. I'm so glad for going for that journey. And we're going from there onward. Next month, one of our big stops is going to be in Minnesota just before logging on to the show tonight. I got a number of emails from different people who are out in the Midwest that are very happy to hear that I'm coming out of Minnesota. So obviously the word is spreading. Please continue to follow at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, at Gullah Geechee on Instagram, as well as Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook. You can also follow our blog at GullahGeecheeNation.com. Gullah is G-U-L-L-A-H, G-E-E-C-H-E-E, and no I in Geechee if it a we, and no I in Geechee if it a we. All right? And so make sure that you have the correct pronunciation and spelling of Geechee, please. All right? And so go to GullahGeecheeNation.com. You can follow our blog at all times, but we are GullahGeecheeNation.com, GullahGeecheeNation on Facebook, at Gullah on Twitter, at Gullah on Instagram. And you'll be able to keep up with the varying stops that are going to be happening and keep up with what's happening at some of the stops um, while I am traveling on this Gullah Geechee Saves the Sea Islands World Tour. When I started out doing these tours over 20 years ago, I guess it's good and it's about 22 years now, it started out as the Save the Sea Islands Tour. And so God gave me the vision 
that after the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, which is a sponsor for this broadcast, and you can always become a member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition at gullahgeechee.net, gullahgeechee.net, you can find out more about we, and you can also pay for membership at gullahgeechee.biz, which is where my books and CDs and DVDs and numerous other Gullah Geechee items are sold. So you can go to gullahgeechee.biz, gullahgeechee.net, with the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition now being 21 years old, is the first organization to exist in the world with the name Gullah Geechee together. And say so for that, people just were looking up the word Gullah or they were looking up the word Geechee. We had the first website to ever exist in the world to have Gullah Geechee in the name. And we still have our listserv from when we first began. Well, when I first began posting things daily, it was through that listserv. And so people would know every day something that was historical about the Gullah Geechee Nation or if there was a letter-writing campaign, a phone-calling campaign, a march, a protest, whatever we were doing people knew how to connect with us as well as how to connect to us for celebration and in celebration and to learn more about who we be. And so the Save the Sea Islands tour has taken me to many different parts of the world, but it had been a long time since it was called that. I've done the tour under various themes over the years, but God was like, well, when you turn 20 as an organization and you close that out, start back, go back to old landmark. And so that's why I'm back on the Save the Sea Islands World Tour again this year. And it's been wonderful being able to be here in South Carolina and do a number of things in February, then to be on the Sea Islands during Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month and being able to have so many students and organizations and schools come in to help us work and to clean up the environment because that is a major focus of our work with the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition because we don't have our islands and we don't have them pristine and healthy. Then we won't be here, or if we're here, we won't be healthy. So keeping the water quality healthy is a major part for us, and that's why we also celebrated World Water Day last week. Many of you who follow me on Facebook and Instagram, you saw images of me collecting water samples, and you're going to learn even more about our partnership with Earth Echo International as we continue even toward World Oceans Day later on, which is another part of our work with the United Nations with the Sustainable Development Goals. We are not only commemorating our international decade of people of African descent, which we're going to be people of African descent for decades and decades and decades to come here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, but we are also an active part of the Sustainable Development DGs of the United Nations and carrying those out with our other global partners other global leaders of the world that are working on these things. So the environmental justice, the human rights movement that we've been talking about all tonight is all encompassed in the Save the Sea Islands tour. So when I do come back from the TNT Hill Rice Symposium, I'm landing back in the Sea Islands only because we have the Gullah Geechee Gold Rice Festival. Many of you who got passes for it last year realized we had to cancel it because of a hurricane. Again, the environmental movement is a critical part of our life here. So we rescheduled it as part of the St. Helena Island Community Market for the first Saturday in April from 10 to 3. The Gullah Geechee Gold Rice Fest is also being sponsored by All Mobile Productions. It is, we need you to go to Eventbrite and obtain the passes. Even if you go to the event link for the Gullah Geechee Gold Rice Fest on Facebook, you'll see where it says tickets. Click it. It'll take you to the passes. Please download the passes. There will be a number of different rice dishes on sale. There will be history there, but more so it's going to be a celebration and a party. All right, so come out to have fun. Bring your whole family, bring the children and everything to St. Helena Island for that Saturday from 10 to 3, the Gullah Geechee Gold Rice Fest. And so we have a lot that's going to be going on in April. The third Saturday in April is always a gathering at Geechee Kunda in coastal Georgia. So please, if you cannot meet me in the Midwest at one of my stops that I'll be making at that time, please make sure to be here in my stead on coastal Georgia at Geechee Kunda, the third Saturday in April. 
So these are opportunities for you to engage in helping economically continue to empower the Gullah Geechee Nation. Coming out, spending money with Gullah Geechee-owned businesses, Gullah Geechee entrepreneurs, at Gullah Geechee-owned and operated institutions and functions such as these helps to keep people funny land and things like that. The same land where Hunter the Yeti me to crack me teeth for that all these your gully get you on for we've been a fight for. Excluding and thinker. Who been a fight for we land on Bayona? Who been a fight for we for we for see we? But ain't been what we for trying to slavery. But the man couldn't see what the woman be see. But the woman had to hold up the mantle. This your time ain't no different and thing like that. So they honor me ancestors and things like that. These your woman and thing. We said, thank God for her spirit. Keep holding up the mantle. Keep the fight going on and things like that. And keep her vision clear. Because as scriptures say, where there is no vision, the people perish. So I'm thankful for vision, but more so than that, I'm thankful for wisdom, knowledge. And understand it. I thank all of you who listen to this broadcast in order to gain understanding, or as I like to say, overstanding. And so I pray that tonight I've been able to continue to enlighten you and that your spirit yet would be enlightened all the more as you continue your journey and our story, his story, and most of all, and her story. And so please, don't think it robbery. There is still time this month for you to celebrate the women in your community, the women in your life, the women everywhere. You don't have an excuse, okay? You do not have an excuse. You still have time. If you mean to do something, you will do it. And so... We pray that you will go forward and just say a thank you to some of the women who have been positive in your life, that did something for you to uplift you, to uplift your soul and your spirit somewhere along the way as you were growing up or even now. And so we pray that each and every year, at this time, you won't have to wait until this show to recall that it's Women's Her Story Month, but that you will know that without having to be reminded and that there are so many women whose stories we don't even have the time to tell all in this one place or this one space. But I thank you for taking the time out tonight to take this journey with me, wherever honored it be. Tanky, tanky, God bless on the chillin', and make sure that you continue to honor the living legacy that our ancestors left behind. This is Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Thank you, thank you for tuning in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. <laughs>